Hello and welcome to Hobby Homies. We are your weekly war game and board game podcast. Also tabletop game. I keep saying that. Yeah. I don't know why I've gone back to like season two. I don't anyway. know. I like the throwback, dude. Roll <laughs> with it. Tabletop games, throwback. board games. It, what was the other one? But it's only a throwback the first time. The second time, it's like you're just getting it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean. We are, your, yeah. <laughs> we are your weekly tabletop podcast. I am Shane, as always, hanging out with Fox. Howdy, my friends. Welcome to us, to you, to me, to everyone. Yep. Yep. Today, we are going to talk about some old school war games. I know for a fact that you love this shit as much as I do. We're talking about just like games that existed before we even knew war gaming was really a thing. Yep. Things. And in fact, all we've picked two games each. All of them. Sorry. Rather, none of them are from the last two decades. Yeah. Yeah. Or released. Nearly, nearly three decades, actually. Almost so pretty before both of us were born. Almost. Nearly. Yep. Yeah. So, Some of them well before our parents were born. <laughs> wow. That's true. <laughs> anyway, we're yeah. going to be talking about those games. Um, so without further ado, I want to get into my first one. I'm excited, dude. Hit it. I've been yep. pumped for this all week because I find this so interesting. <laughs> the first game oh, yeah, especially. Because this bish, she's historical. Okay. And historical mo- as in like... World War Two, uh, yeah, but also historical <laughs> in terms of like the war gaming that we know today was built off this yep. game. Hell so, yeah, hell so, yeah! So this game is called Tactics. Yeah, it, it's made. It was made in 1954 originally. So it's a board war game that is said to be the birth of modern war gaming for the commercial market. Nice. Yeah, it's widely believed to be the first commercially successful printed war game yep which at the time was unique for war games because it was self-contained so it was the first one that didn't require like miniatures or building a map the first war game oh to do that okay yeah. so you you buy a box and in that box is everything you need to play this game exactly and for nice. a war game at the time that was unheard of so yep. it, at least in the commercial market like people people do whatever they want in their basements you know what i'm saying of course yeah so yeah. <laughs> tactics the game itself is played on like a large gridded board like there's two two maps and it's just a big square grid across it and yeah it's a very by today's standard primitive war game so yeah super standard like each player starts with an army on each side of the map armies are made up of um almost like a detachment in 40k speak mm-hmm. so you got yeah, your, like yep. your first infantry core your second infantry core your third infantry core etc and each of those is made up of xyz b-a-t <laughs> a-b-c now one, you're two, just three. naming lead <laughs> good work dude thank you thank you and but obviously it's balanced so both sides have it because this was actually yeah. described as um a war game for chess players yeah. So the original version made in 1954 had no dice, no spinners, no luck involved. Oh shit, okay. Yeah, which was also again pretty interesting for a war game especially. Yeah. Um, it sort of balanced this with what they called a combat results table mm-hmm. that somehow eliminated luck. Like I've seen combat results tables many a times. In fact, the old school 7th edition 40k strength versus toughness yep is a combat results table 
you know, you compare this number to this number, this yep. is the result you need. I'm aware of those. I just don't know. This one, you you compared basically the unit that was attacking versus the unit that was defending. And then on the, you, you met it on the Y-axis and the Z-axis or whatever. Yeah, and it, yeah. <laughs> and it would say either fully eliminated or ran away or whatever. Yeah. Yep. So all the information about this game was known. Your army, you knew what it, they had because this was the same as yours. Yeah. You could see them on the map, You the, the little tokens. It was all done on like little square cardboard tokens. Those were the okay. units. And they perfectly fit in a grid and you would move them around. So that was that was another part of it is like the movement was pretty standard. Yeah. You moved your dudes X amount of spaces on the grid. If you moved over terrain, it cost you more. So you moved the less type thing. Yeah, yeah. Um. What was interesting about this game is not the gameplay. The gameplay kind of, I mean, it sucks compared comparative to today. <laughs> you can still play this game and it's fun. You can still get it. Well, we'll get into that. So, okay. Yeah. Wait, let me take a sip because there's, <laughs> there's a lot to unpack here for this game. Uh, no doubt. No doubt whatsoever. So it was actually created by an infantry officer called Charles S. Roberts. Yep. And he created it for his own strategic instruction. Okay. Now, he self-published this game under his company, the Avalon Game Company. And he sold... Avalon. Yeah, yeah, the Avalon Game Company. Let that name okay. simmer with you, sure. Yep. And he Rings s- a bell. Yeah, it will. It will. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he sold over 2,000 copies over the next six years. So, he was literally yep. just chilling in his house making this game mailing out this copy to anyone that bought it sounds like early uh gygax and, and dnd basically it? all over the all over the dining room table um the missus is screaming at you saying well you just pack your shit up mm-hmm. and he's like no 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 no. this is gonna this is gonna make us retire yeah <laughs> now yeah. it they say he barely broke even on yep. this first iteration of the game. Sounds like Gygax. Exactly. <laughs> you know, he sold 2,000 copies over the next six years, it said. So I was working that out. I'm not a mathematician, but I don't know how many that is a year. There's like at least seven. Yeah, it's at least seven a yeah. year. <laughs> it's like one a day. I thought that's pretty good, right? I mean, yeah, but if you're selling them for 25 bucks a pop, yeah, that's just 25 true. bucks a day. <laughs> yeah, and it costs you $20 to make. Then, yeah, yeah, exactly. Fair. <laughs> and $5 postage. <laughs> yeah. And this is back then, so it's probably like $50 postage by horse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, in 1958, Charles renamed his company, due to a dispute with another company, to Avalon Hill, and mm-hmm. then printed second edition of Tactics, yep. aptly named Tactics 2. Of course. Um, fun fact, the name Avalon Hill came about because Charles' house in the Avalon neighborhood was on a hill. And that's where the company was born. So I think he's just gloating. Yeah, I'm on a hill. Maybe that's all you <laughs> could gloat about in 1958. You've got the post-war, you know, economy, and you're just like, well, the I'm depression. on a hill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mail a copy a day, and I'm on a hill. So you would have heard of it. Avalon Hill is a well-known wargaming company, yeah. and Tactics was the game that launched it. Now I knew none of this when when I picked Tactics. I picked it because I just went, "What is the first? What was the first war game? And then yeah. ta- Tactics jumps out as the first, you know, modern war game. Yeah, self-contained yeah. board war game. So I was like, that's interesting. 
I'm going to do yeah. that. I'm going to talk about that. And then the more I read about it, the more fascinated I was. <sighs> Sorry, I just died there for a second. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, especially because I'm aware of Avalon Hill and to find mm-hmm. out that this game I picked was actually the, the game that created Avalon Hill, the company. Yep. Anyways, so Avalon Hill itself has a fascinating and rich history that warrants more time than I can give it here because this isn't a deep dive. No. This is just, we found a couple games that we thought were super interesting. Yeah, maybe but, maybe that's a that's a thing for the old maybe down the track. <laughs> maybe I'll put the goggles on one day and jump in the big pool of Avalon Hill. Who knows? <laughs> um, so, but it, yeah, it's fascinating because the game itself. When I was reading through, I actually watched how to play Tactics Two, which sort of brought in dice again and some other more modern concepts. Um, yep. Even though it it itself was only made in oh man, that's a whiffed on this one. 1970 something okay oh wow so it's still a little while after the first edition well sorry yeah in 1958 yeah um they brought out tactics 2 the version that we buy now is probably the the 25 year reprint in Uh, so it's gone through a few editions it has it has and you can still get those not sure if you can still get the 1958 copy of tactics 2 i don't know they're they're not different so it doesn't really matter but yeah you can still snag this and play it it's available. Yeah. I think I saw there's a copy of the very original Tactics from 1954 for only yeah. $250, which I thought for something so historical yeah, that means so much to Wargaming for the price of a Games Workshop boxed game. Not yeah. bad. Not bad. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the trouble is though, it's the value. Like the, the sure, there's a lot of history there, but who is it? who is it valuable to? You know, it's not like... Uh, the Declaration of Independence or like Ned Kelly's helmet or something, you know? So yeah. 250 bucks sounds like a bargain for a, something, a big piece of history, but like, it's like people are going to have to want to pay it, right? Yeah, I bought it. Oh, you, okay. No, no, Express Post from... Yeah, yeah. Where is he from? Like that, what was his name? Robert S. Charles what? S. Roberts. Charles S. Roberts. That's such like a... Just comes like the first thing I think of is like a Southern American, um, like corporal or uh, colonel or something from like the <laughs> Charles, Charles S. Roberts. I can't do it exactly. I, kind of, I was trying to remember what Southern <laughs> sounded like at the same time as attempting Southern. Of course, I think there's Good no, effort, there's no better time than the sun setting on a beautiful summer's day. Is that Southern? I can't remember. It's pretty Anyways, close. Whatever. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> if you Play pay up. me, maybe I can buy Tactics the first edition. <laughs> um, so now Avalon Hill was sold to Hasbro in 1998. Of course. Now I was watching American Dad today and there was a funny moment where this is after doing the write-up for this and, and researching this game. And there's a scene where the fish in American Dad, he was like, Oh no, my family's been taken over by a board game. Damn you, Hasbro. And I was like, man, if this was a high production podcast, I could put that in here. Yeah. But anyways, it's not. So, <laughs> so Avalon Hill was sold to Hasbro in 1998, which effectively yep. killed everything it once was as Hasbro immediately laid off every single staff member in the purchase. Oh. Yeah. What? They just bought them all and then said, sorry. Later, See you later. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fuck, that's brutal. Yeah, it is. But I mean, there was some yeah. there was some change of command and things. Like I said, there's a, a huge history. I won't get into it. 
These yeah, are like yeah. the bullet points. So yeah. Hasbro later transferred control of Avalon Hill to one of its subsidiary companies called Wizards of the Coast in mm-hmm. 2004. Yep. Now we're we Wizards. Now we're getting some names. Yeah. <laughs> Hasbro and Wizards. Yeah. Um, it was at this time that Hasbro or Wizards of the Coast, sorry, reprinted some of its old games with the Avalon Hill branding. Now that's okay. marketing. Yeah. So yeah. it's like Avalon yep. Hill is a historical, well-respected wargaming brand. Yeah. So they did things like slap that branding on Axis and Allies. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Put this sticker on there. Everyone's buying it. Yeah. Now, yep. <laughs> Axis and Allies was not originally made by Avalon Hill, but yep. now, if you, <laughs> now like, yeah. if you go, where is my Axis and Allies? It's in, it's in this room somewhere and it okay. will say Avalon Hill Bla- on it. Blair's got it. Yeah. Oh, he might. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he might. He might. <laughs> Um, in January 2021, so January of last year, Hasbro took control of Avalon Hill back from Wizards. Yeah. And that's sort of where we're at today. Um, cool. It's a, it's a corporate shell of what it once was. Um, but some of the Gettysburg, that, so Avalon Hill, before it was Hasbro, made Gettysburg, which was actually the first war game that was also a, a real historic event. Yeah. So even that was amazing because it's like, wow, I mean, that's, I mean, everyone does that, right? Yeah. Every yeah, campaign is based on an actual event for a game or whatever, but that was yeah. the first one. So nice. Some quick little tidbits. Um, some, uh, Charles S. Roberts is actually today considered the grandfather of wargaming. Okay. There's actually an annual award named after him, which is wow. awesome. It's called the Charles S. Roberts Award. <laughs> of course yeah and it's given to those who have achieved excellence in historical wargaming so it's quite an honor for him because the award was originally called the origins award mm-hmm. but because of all the stuff all the amazing contributions he had done they a lot of people just began informally calling it the charles s roberts award because he was sort of yeah. like the embodiment of the type of person they wanted to give it to yeah so later he eventually said okay fine you can name your award after me (laughs) and make me immortal that's fine (laughs) so he loved every minute of that oh for sure (laughs) (laughs) so that's interesting i looked up some of the winners of um the charles s roberts award and yeah very cool yeah so that's that's tactics the very first in 1954 mind you yeah yeah and although it is that old, over seven, no, almost 70 years old. Yeah. A couple of years away from being 70. Yep. Even closer, 69. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, <laughs> yeah. It looks like you could still play it. Like I was watching yep. it and I was like, you know, there's no, the replayability just comes from the fact that it is effectively a, a war game chess okay yeah so you're you're playing to best your opponent and that's purely yeah. it that's you know there's no variation apart from the different tactics you try mm-hmm. um but the game itself it has supply lines and so like you know you can cut off people's supply it was very cool yeah very cool. yeah i love when they add elements like that to it yeah um it just brings the game to a whole next level like sure you can just kill each other or you can hold you know, this part of the battlefield for longer than they do. But if you can like 
cut off their supply lines and inter- interrupt with their logistics. Like that's 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 real warfare. Exactly. You yeah. know, so it's not just shoot each other until one of you is dead. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's it was very cool and it had it had a lot more features than I'm relaying because today by today's standards like i said it's all pretty like you're like oh, of course it has that's a war game that's by default yeah. but it's by yeah. default because of this game so absolutely yeah yep yeah so, nice dude nice that's my that's my little tactics uh yep. you you told me the names of your two games i know zero about them except for one of their hilarious names <laughs> um, now all yeah all sexual uh innuendos aside okay my first game is called full thrust excellent now full thrust full yep. thrust um continue <laughs> i don't want to because what you've served to me is a is an open platter of delicious puns <laughs> and jokes and it would be rude not to take one but that's, that's right I, i'm on a diet so i'm gonna leave it where it is okay and i want you to tell me everything i'm deeply you know offended about- but yeah but i i accept your <laughs> i accept your wishes <laughs> i want you to tell me everything you shane know about full thrust <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> this game was it was hard. Like, I found a little bit of information, um, and, but it was difficult. It took some digging. Yeah, um, it was originally released in 1991, um, and its second edition was released as a rule core rule book in '92. Um, it's had multiple expansions and books added right through up until 2008, um, but wow. it's currently sitting in like a okay a version 2.5 kind of limbo. Like it's an unofficial version. Um, it's just had all these like, um, no, I say all these, um, it's probably like four, um, but these books like, um, fleet books and, and Xenos alien books, but, um, essentially what it is, it's a space combat game. So spaceships, um, it uses a, it uses a D6 system for all combat resolutions as we are quite familiar with, yep. um, a standardization unit of measurement, um, so instead of using uh, a tape measure for inches, it has uh, movement units. So okay. you can use those movement units as either inches, centimeters, or hexes. Um, and you can so you can go on a scale. So you can have um, obviously um, being a centimeter movement, it's a lot smaller. So you go on a small scale battle. Um, but you know what? I'd love to see that played as a like one movement unit was a meter or a foot. And play it on like a fucking footy field or something like That'd that. That'd be nutty, you know. That'd like, be just nutty. imagine like you're at the at the park at the oval, and you're like pushing these like ships around that are like I don't know, like two foot long. Yeah. Um. You know, like oh, oh, it'd be sick. That it'd would be, be very cool. Yeah. Especially at like the outdoor, like a field next to a convention center, everyone brings their massive, massive ships. <laughs> yeah. You know, we were looking at some huge 3D printed ships for five parsecs ones that have like multiple levels with like your crew yeah 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 yeah. bring those massive ships and everyone just sort of controls their one ship yeah and like maybe one movement is like one step one literal (laughs) step yeah or you can use one of those like um the the sticks with the wheel on the bottom that clicks every meter um and you can like click out you know like four meters of movement or whatever can you imagine (laughs) like 50 people on the field with those little clicker things it's like all right everyone movement step and it's just like cicadas just echoing through a forest like 50 people all moving their shit yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Be brilliant. That'd It'd be, be amazing. Brilliant. Make that happen. Let's do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> That's a hobby home guarantee. That's happening. <laughs> you better believe it. <laughs> um, it's a turn-based 
it's a turn-based war game. So that's again, that's no familiar. But this one here, you write down your movement in secret, um, and then you sort of you uh, apply that simultaneously, or or like alternative um, with your opponent, um, which I thought was really cool because like it's, you know pre-measuring and all that sort of stuff. Like you can you write down where your ships are going. Now, I saw a flaw in this because I was like, well, how do you exactly know where it's going to go? Like you write down like, are you going? You know, I'm going six movement units northwest. Yeah. Like, like, how do you, how yeah. do you get exactly where you want to go? You know, you, you are quite limited to, uh, you know, maybe you can print up like a, a base surround which has like, um, um yeah. notches on it, and then it, that you know each notch is a is a is a different direction. But I don't know, I don't know how that would play. But um, yeah. And then combat combat broken down into multiple phases like missile movement. Um, fighter attacks, direct fire weapons, uh, and and more. Um, what would you What would you say the complexity of this game is? Because it's sounding, I mean, reasonably mm. reasonably complex. Did it sound like that? Is that the vibe you got? Or yeah, yeah, to an extent. Now, I actually um, managed to find where you can get this for free legally. Yeah, awesome. Um, you yeah, you can actually download the rules not only for full thrust but you can also get full thrust light Ooh. which i i'm actually going to look into because full thrust sounded good yeah so full thrust light i don't know like a little is it just a quicker know? version of full thrust i guess it's just a, a yeah a bit of a bit of a quickie i suppose that's fine not everyone can full thrust for the full length sometimes no. you just need to get a you, you know just- a quicker yeah. version of that. <laughs> Sometimes you just run out of thrust. Yeah. You just got a couple thrusts in you. <laughs> you know, maybe you don't yeah. have hours to be thrusting. So, yeah, no. that sounds like a good option for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. um, and that's available on their publisher's website, which is Ground Zero Games. Um, check that out. Um, but they've also got a, um, a dirt side. It's called Dirt Side 2 for planetary battles, which is, you know, your standard sort of troops and tanks and all that sort of stuff like a like a warhammer-esque game i suppose and you've also sure. got star grunt too which is like a skirmish version so this wow. one game which and it's all available for free on ground zero ground zero games um it goes from from scale like kill team to your full full scale battles like you know warhammer and then into space combat Good. which i think is just everything it's like it's exactly what we imagined for armada but in a space sort of arena that's Kings of War Armada. That's uh. That's, that's right, Kings of War Armada. Yep. Or <laughs> what's the company? Sorry, Mantic Games. Mantic Games. Yep. Yeah. Not Star Wars Armada. Although no, Le- Legion, X-wing Armada. There's the same possibilities there. So yeah, yeah. It's not the same cost. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So now, goddamn remote recording (laughs) before we before we started researching we sort of looked at these different points we wanted to build our games around yeah one of them that you wrote was why died or what it looks like today yeah i i loved that point because it really makes you think about you know has this game just vanished off the face of the earth or has it and and you know and or has it evolved into something completely different today yeah um and it this one is kind of funny because it hasn't exactly died right it's sitting in in version 2.5 the most recent thing released in 2008 which isn't that long ago um 
Yeah. Yeah. When I graduated I high school, like fifteen years yeah. ago. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. In terms of wargaming, again, in yeah. terms of my game yeah. tactics, nineteen fifty four. Yeah, that's that's recent. That's pretty in recent. Twenty first century. Yeah. So this looks like it's a cult, fa- sort of like a cult favorite in the UK, right? Like it's like one of those games where it's like a niche group that just froth it. Yeah. Um. You know, to have developed this to this two point five thing, which is sort of official and unofficial. Um. But it. But they're sort of they're looking at a possibly a version three which they don't know when it's going to get released. But who knows, man? You know, it still could be kicking. Yeah, not quite dead yet. Yeah, well, that's interesting. It's it's um, and it's not unheard of. Like it happens a lot. Where look at Blood Bowl. I think you know we don't know Blood Bowl as well as like the TCG lads or the real mm. Blood Bowl fanatics that just like live and breathe it. But I believe yeah. it had a point where it it kind of like died and was just held up by the community. Yeah. And they had yep. community Necromunda rules. too. Yeah. Necromunda did the same thing. Kill Team did the same thing. Yeah. Like it's like they go through these phases where they just almost get forgotten about and then someone goes, hey, do you remember that Remember that thing we used to fucking do? Yeah. And then they go, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah it was- That's pretty good. <laughs> Blow the yeah. dust off this fucking thing. <laughs> I, wonder if anyone- I wonder if anyone else still plays this. And then you go online and there's like massive Facebook fan following pages. Oh, and- yeah. And there's community yeah. rules and stuff. And then the actual like, company yeah. goes, oh, well, what? If every second one of these bought our actual new version of the game. Yeah. We yeah. make a bit of money. Make some so, money. It's like, so we were the only ones that forgot about this. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah. we missed the, we missed the, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We missed the boat on this one. Yeah. Yeah. It's happening yep. a little bit for, on a, on a complete side note, uh, there was a Halo miniatures game. I forget what mm-hmm. it was called. Anyways, I, I recently went looking for a Halo miniatures game and I saw that the one that they, the official one they'd made a while ago lived, died, and the fans are constantly just like <laughs> putting the deflibs on it and uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and still playing it. And I, think, yep. I felt like the company made a statement you know, saying kind of like, we see you kind of thing. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, but, man, I'd love to paint some grunts. Oh, bro. Or some fucking jackals. Oh, that'd be sick. Man, they used to have a yeah. Hero Clicks one and I bought so many grunts. <laughs> so many grunts. I never played the yeah. game. And I felt like when I moved into my last house, I, f- I found one. And now, who knows? But I, f- yeah. I feel that. Warthogs, ghosts. Anyways, oh, that's not what we're here don't. about. That's not what we're here for. That's, that's some modern <laughs> shit. Don't get me excited, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I'll mess before up we the... kick in, yeah, I was gonna say I'll mess up the shot because your whole table will lift up and the camera will exactly. <laughs> <laughs> before we get stuck into your game too, yeah. Um, you guys watching on YouTube, listening audio, if you could just click the buttons, you know, the like and the mm. and the subscribe and the follow buttons, that'd be sick because that really that really helps us um, know what kind of content you guys like yeah. um, and, and grow as a channel. Um, it, it all paints a yeah. picture of, yeah, the content that you guys want to digest. If you like, yep. if some videos get more likes, we're like, all right, they're like the deep dive kind of style or whatever, you know, battle reports yeah. or they're like lore. Yep. And when we see s- subs on certain videos, we're like, Oh, okay. That was they've liked that enough yeah. to sub. So yeah, it helps us plan what kind of because I mean we'll talk anything hobby related. We froth it all. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, subs are, subs are so important. Like as far as us growing a channel, um, like I mean it might not seem like much for you just to click that one button, but 
it really adds up and and like it helps us grow and get exposed to more listeners and then and develop more and more and then get sort of yeah more more things to cover so yeah um, if you're liking it click that button that'd be that'd be amazing and if there's no buttons for you to click because you're like listening audibly just um you can click follow yeah follow yeah. write a comment <laughs> join our facebook or just give us yeah. a just like a small nod of approval yeah we appreciate that we don't see it but yeah. we know you're doing it no. We feel it. I feel it. Oh, <laughs> we feel it. I think someone just did it. Do you oh. feel it? Yeah, another, another one? Oh. oh, it's going off. This is a two-nod day. This is a good wow. day. yeah. <laughs> we might keep this podcast going, I reckon. <laughs> Not today, old friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you seen that Simpsons episode? Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought it was like, uh, what are we it's saying Mo. to death? Not today. It's Murray talking to a noose. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway, speaking, yeah. Of, anyway, speaking of your game nooses, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyone that has played my game wants to put themselves in a noose. So my second game <laughs> is called The Campaign for North Africa. Okay. The Desert. I'm not done with the name. <laughs> oh, okay. I just took a breath. <laughs> it's called <laughs> The Campaign for North Africa, The Desert War. 1940 okay. to 1943. I'm not done, dude. <laughs> so it's a, it's a two-sentence name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah. It's the campaign for North Africa, the Desert War, 1940 to 1943. Don't let the name fool you. It was actually released in 1979. <laughs> but that's not where the campaign was. Correct. Yeah, correct. So the name really tells you a lot. It's actually very poetic about the game because it's mm-hmm. excruciatingly detailed. <laughs> and it's very long <laughs> just like the name yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah. okay so this game I'll, this fascinates me this game so i'm gonna talk a little bit less about the history on this one and more about the gameplay because sure that's that's where the the detail is so <laughs> it described it describes itself as a meticulously detailed war simulation that takes more than 40 days of playtime. wow now, I chose this game because I actually saw it on an episode of Big Bang Theory. Oh, I thought that's yeah, where yeah, I saw yeah. it from. Yep. 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 And yep. a lot of people probably have. If not, mm-hmm. um, there's the main character, well, one of the main characters, Sheldon, um, sets it up in one of the other characters' house all over the living room, on the floor, <laughs> on the... Yeah, it's massive. Yeah. The map itself yeah. is huge. And he explains that it's the most complicated game ever. And will take five to eight weeks to finish. Yeah. Um, and he was explaining sort of like all the like the mechanics to it and whatnot. And I just remember sitting there thinking, my God, that sounds incredible. Now, I get triggered by Big Bang because they elaborate so much on some things, right? Like okay. I used to be a big World of Warcraft fan. Yeah. Um, and one of the episodes about World of Warcraft, they said something about characters having sex with each other. And I was like... That only happens on one server and it's an <laughs> RP server <laughs> and you can't actually have sex with each other because <laughs> my, my, my fiance Caitlin was watching it and she's and I used to, she usually used to play and she like, oh boy, did the other side and I'm like, they're lying. They're fucking lying. Yep. So, yeah. It's a, yep. C- continue, but please continue with caution because they get triggered very <laughs> Pro- easily. <laughs> proceed with reverence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. That's all I have to say about Big Bang Theory. Now I'll, I'll cut out the next. <laughs> I'll cut out the next section. So, Young Sheldon, the campaign for North Africa <laughs> 
is a war game like no other. Literally, no other game is. It's got. It should have a category all of its own. Uh, it probably yeah. unofficially does. So yeah. The, the does does why 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 am I doing this to myself? Can as a category exactly. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, not that I think anyone. And yeah. 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 Anyways. Mm-hmm. Just wait. <laughs> just okay. just hold hold your jump back on your horse for a sec, but don't tell it to go anywhere. Uh, tell it to heal like a good horse. <laughs> so the map area, <laughs> the map area of this game. Uh, which is, by the way, five full-sized maps. Yeah. So I don't know what size a map is, but it's five of them. I think it's like six by four. No. Nah, yeah. So it's massive. <laughs> it's quite a lot. Yeah. It's, it's five of them. It's yeah. repeated actually in a lot of other North Africa games, but this one is this one is different. This one's very yeah. different. So the game is detailed to a degree no other game has even entered the same stratosphere of. Okay. Um, if using the full rules, you keep track of every individual plane and pilot in the three-year-long campaign. Wow. Each counter on the board represents a ground unit, and that's composed of many units, which are kept yep. track of in these logs, which are these big A3 sheets of just blank squares and boxes to fill in information about every individual unit within that unit so to speak yeah Yeah. um supplies um are kept track of and dispersed among your units in it in an insanely detailed manner like this game exists within these logs that you keep so and again the campaign spans three years so you're keeping logs for these for a pilot and a plane married together and they might die. You might get that log for, you might be writing paragraphs and then they die and you just throw that to the side, but don't worry. You've got (laughs) another 200 things to keep tabs on. (laughs) Yeah. Um, From the rule book, it says CNA, which by the way is what I'll abbreviate, abbreviate it to from now on campaign for North Africa. CNA. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is a logistically oriented game. And its play requires not only a lot of attention to logistics, but if you will, a logistically sound methodology. Mm -hmm. So when you said previously about tactics that logistics is war, this game takes that to the nth degree. Um, Of course, yep. Now, this is the best part about the game. And this is why I want to play this game, but it itself knows that you cannot play it. But (laughs) picture this, right? So yeah. let's let's ignore that it takes five to eight weeks or forty days or whatever. <clears throat> yeah. The game suggests that you have five players per side with okay. the following duties. So you've got your commander in chief who's responsible for strategic decisions and to settle intra team disputes. Mm-hmm. So, so effectively the captain of the team. Yep. Um, and actually probably the most ambiguous role of all of them. Yeah. <laughs> You've got your logistics commander who's in charge of all supplies. They accept mm-hmm. supply requisitions from the others and keeps all informed of supply shortages. They're wow. in charge of supply dumps, third line trucks, and some second line trucks, and is in yep. charge of naval convoys. So basically, all things logistics past the front line, basically. Yeah. 
You've got your rear area commander, which I think I would consider myself a bit of a rear area commander. <laughs> Say okay. what you will. Commanding the rear. Yeah, exactly. The rear yep. area. Um, <laughs> they get the supplies to the front in charge of, they're in charge of security, reserves, prisoners, and construction. Okay, nice. You got your air commander who's in charge of all planes and pilots and responsible for planning air missions and deployment mm-hmm. of air bases. And finally, you have your frontline commander who executes all attacks and troop movements in the front line. Um, yeah. And they help coordinate with the defensive efforts. So five people, each with their own carved out role, which the, the role you have itself is so broad in what you need to do and the logs you need to keep. So... 10 people yep. with pages of logs in front of them. And yeah. Now, the playing time with 10 players is listed at 1,200 hours. Oof. This means Jesus. that to finish this game within a year, you would yep. need to play every single night with all 10 players for three and a half hours. It's impossible. Yeah. So if you decided, let's be conservative, let's be real for a second. <laughs> We're all yeah. adults getting 10 of us every single night. You Like you said, that's impossible. But once I'd a week. I'd say once a week, yeah. Let's say once a week, we could meet up. We'll put in a big slog. Maybe we'll make it a Friday night, 6 do p.m. Do five hours or something. Let's do six hours. Yeah, my, six I, hours. I yeah. use six hours for my maths. It's Friday night. Yeah. We can play till 1 a.m. Who gives a, who yeah. gives a hoot? Yeah, we ain't. We ain't got school on Saturday. We grown men. We do what we want. <laughs> yeah. And we want to play. Tell yeah. us to come out. Yeah, you know, I can't make it this week. I've got to, I've got to get up yeah. early to mow the lawns or some shit. But yeah. Yeah, like a yeah, second two year old birthday. Yeah, I gotta get it. Yeah, so my wife's got this thing on. I gotta do. I gotta mow my. I gotta iron my shirt or some shit. I don't know. But let's pretend you could get ten players for every Friday night to meet up for six hours. It would take you yep. four years. Wow. I. You know what though? I still think there's D and D campaigns that are longer than that. They, I agree. The D and D campaigns absolutely are, but you're getting a handful of people, and if one drops a session, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah you're not talking true. about ten people with the tables full of logs. D and D is like five people. You know, yeah, tops. So yeah, instantly, it's it's fifty percent more possible. Yeah, yep, and it's 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 fluid and it's creative. This is a yeah. war simulation. <laughs> yeah. Your frontline commander doesn't turn up. Damn, you're having a bad time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or the dude in charge of logistics, like yeah. Chuck's a sticky. Like, yeah. Sorry, guys, nah. can't make it this week. You're just going to yeah. have to do without supplies. Excuse me. Yeah. You better hope your tanks have got enough petrol or diesel because you're, you're in trouble. Legit. Yeah. So, I mean, that it begs the question, has anyone played and finished this game? I expect the answer is a resounding no. Surely not. Negative. Even the dude that wrote this game probably didn't. It's funny you should say that. Uh, Some facts about this game, just quickly while I finished. Um, The game uh, might be considered a meme or even an art piece. Mm -hmm. Um, It's largely unplayable due to the size and scale of the bookkeeping. In fact, the rule book itself several times states that it's unplayable, (laughs) which is amazing. So... So this is why people think it might be a a commentary of um, extrapolating war games to their true simulated sense. 
because you take that into account that the war game the rule book itself says it's unplayable almost with the self-awareness but here's some further context it was created by richard berg who's a prolific war game designer and also a recipient of the charles s roberts award okay which i this game uh for a different game for his catalog and what he did okay but yeah for i mean this game was at the time no, revolutionary because of its size like it yep. existed in a everyone knew it because of its implications on the wargaming scene like is this a standard yep. or is this just yeah yeah so yeah, in 19 yeah, yeah. so this game was made in 1979 and he won the award in 1987 so i think he okay. probably had done a fair bit since then this game might have been what launched him. You know, he probably finished two camp two campaigns in that those eight years. He definitely didn't because <laughs> the game itself. So he was just a member of the team. Yeah, he was um, originally just on the team for uh, map design. Okay, which is obviously a very small part of the game. <laughs> make a map of they? North Africa. Well, I mean, like it's five maps. <laughs> North Africa is quite known, you know. It's not like sure. you have to design a map from scratch. Just you know, just go get the nineteen eighty no, what is it, the nineteen seventy nine equivalent of Google Maps and print that shit on five. It's <laughs> an atlas. Blow it up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The jacaranda, my boy. <laughs> so after six months of development, all other developers had left the project. <laughs> they were like, fuck this, I'm out. Yep. And yep. our boy Dick Berg, <laughs> which I think is a hilarious name. I mean his name's Richard Berg or whatever, but yeah, no, it's, it's Dick it's Dick Berg. He finished it on his own and a lot of it wasn't even play tested, obviously, due to the nature of the game. Like, what are you going to delay the game by 1,200 hours? Yeah. Because you're play testing. Like, more. That's for one playthrough with 10 people. (laughs) Yeah. How are you going to organize that, you know? So, I think you can imagine someone bought onto design a map who then had everyone else leave and it's this this massive game. You say that he had everyone else leave. Did you are they did they leave because of him or just because this game was just too much? It doesn't say. <laughs> okay. It doesn't say. But anyways, you can imagine as him, you're just like, what you think I'm going to do this on my own? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck yeah. out of here. So that's why people think that in conjunction with the rule book saying it's unplayable due to the almost the comical level of detail it's gone into yeah yeah like it 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 could never have expected this game to have been finished so yeah maybe it's a commentary a meme an art piece who knows but suffice to say it is the most complex the most meticulously detailed simulation the longest playtime of any game it is a behemoth and stands within its own category yeah Yeah. and I loved that I researched a game that somehow tied in with my first one, with the guy that made it, winning the award named after the person yeah. who made the first one, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Unplanned. Yeah. Unplanned, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. So that's that's it. That's the campaign for North Africa, a desert war, 1940 to 1943. Apparently, there's little campaigns that are shorter within it that you can play. Um, mm-hmm. that gives you a but oh man I would love to just give it a crack but oh yeah you'd, I think it, I think a couple weekends a year you could give it a two three weekends a year where you just played for 20 hours like a land but, but dude like 
how long does setting it up take? It probably takes 20 hours oh, to start with. Buy a storage unit. <laughs> all, chipped, all 10 of you chipping in on a storage unit. Just go in there. Just go in there two times a year to fucking place. Yeah. Yep. Turn on the little <laughs> dim lamp. Have a couple of beverages there. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. No one's going to Landlord's probably unit. like, no one's ever there, so they're obviously doing something illegal, but yeah. all <laughs> they're of paying a sudden, rent, so we're just leaving. Yeah. <laughs> Twice a year, 10 dudes show up and they shut that door and they're gone for 10 hours. <laughs> and it smells terrible when they're done. <laughs> Who knows what they're doing in there? <laughs> There's a lot of shouting and yelling and I don't like yeah. it. I don't like it. A lot of full thrusting. <laughs> yeah. So the campaign uh, for North Africa, don't ever touch it. Let, but... Let me know if you've played or even have some insights into any of the games you hear us talking about, tactics, yeah, the campaign from North Africa, whatever that Shane was talking about, full thrust or something. <laughs> <laughs> let us know in the comments. Get in there. Get get yep. your fingertips wagging or jump in the Discord. Let us know. We're yep. interested if you have even heard of these. Yeah. Hell yeah. What do you got for um, me, man? What, what's your- dude, my last one is nothing compared to that. Okay. <laughs> it is a minuscule little thing that I could barely find anything on. And I think the fact that I could barely find anything on was appealing to me because this game kind of like almost lives in legend in a way, you know, oh. like just couldn't couldn't find, like I found bits and pieces and then nothing. So before we get stuck into my last game for tonight, I have a couple of honorable mentions I would like to uh, address. Um, yes. I found some sweet old games while digging through the archives looking uh, looking for these tonight. Um, the first one I found was called Battle Zones, Scenarios for Ultra Modern Combat. Um, the interesting... What a name. Oh, man, I know. How good. Uh, this was written in 1984, um, and this was also... Ri- this was game was written by the writer for my last game, which we'll get to very soon. Um, okay. Another one was called The 1879 Zulu War, which was written in 1982, which, of course, is Zulu, Zulu being um, Africans, I believe. Um, okay. Yeah, so like okay. a like an ancient sort of, uh, you know, tribal combat, which I think would be pretty cool that's interesting yeah. yeah yeah how did you how did you find these games what were you I was searching just, for at the i time? was just just googling like a fiend and i was typing in like like you were just hitting up that yeah oh <laughs> my fingers were like i can see smoke coming off and i was googling that hard uh, um, <laughs> i was looking for like i was looking like old war games and like early war games and like first war game i was just trying all these different like keywords to try and find the best stuff um yeah you know um I like that you found uh, you're building suspense for your last game because you found all these <laughs> ones that you were like, it's not quite as good as this not other worth one. The suspense, dude. These games are probably better than the last one. <laughs> I just found them later. What you're saying is these are, these are your regrets yeah, that you yeah. <laughs> wish you had. I wish done. I had covered yep. this one in particular. Yep. This one's called Trench. Um, it was written in 1975. It's a World War One yep. land combat game, um, and it's at two yep. scales. So it's at divisional, which is like where one model or one figure represents 40 men um or trench sure. raid where each model represents a, a single man um and it covers things like trench runners field ter- telephones um landmines gas attacks artillery uh like and heaps of other shit right like it, 
this game is you. I know. Dude. Why didn't you do this? I know. Time? I know. Maybe another time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. On our next. And the one. last one, one of the earliest war games I could find, was um, written by H.G. Wells, who is the author of uh, the well-known story, The War of the Worlds. Um, he wrote this yep. game in ni- this the rules for this game in 1913. Um, wow. Yeah. It, it, it was fairly simplistic. Like it was designed for kids. Um, but it had yep. rules, basic rules for like um, infantry, cavalry, and artillery. Um, and it also it features the first use of the term melee as a gaming concept. Before melee, you, uh, you know, hand-to-hand combats were referred to as hand fights. <laughs> so, honestly, yeah. if I'm if I'm if I'm leveling with you, coming to you as a man, man, man. bearing yep. all, yeah, I like hand fights better. <laughs> <laughs> And I think this game has had a negative effect on the wargaming community at large. True. True. <laughs> I would love to be playing 40K and be like, all right, we're into the hand fight phase. Yeah. Oh, we can make it happen. It's a house rule now. How good is that unit in hand fight? <laughs> oh, it's a four plus. Yeah, it's got a four plus hand fighting ability. Yeah. Exactly, dude. Yeah. 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 So my game is called Corpse Commander. Um, and not like undead necromancer. I mean, corpses in army corps. <laughs> ah, right. Yeah, corps, corps commander. Corps cor- yeah. commander. <laughs> that makes sense. You're not a you're not a necromancer. No. Okay, no. Good. Although, unless, 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 <laughs> <laughs> people listening like not watching the video and like what what's happening? It's got quiet. Oh yeah. yes. Yeah. Jk. Unless. Unless, <laughs> unless necromander. I mean, Necromancer. Anyways, keep going. <laughs> this game was released in 1986. Um, it had supplements and erratas being released shortly after around that 1988 sort of mark. Um, it wasn't around for very long, uh, only a few years, in fact. And sadly, its creator, Bruce Ray Taylor, died in 1989. Um, so he oh, created man. this game and three years later, uh, he unfortunately passed away. Um, so do you know what day he passed away on? That may have been a thing, but I didn't take note. <laughs> may have been. Actually, no, it was a thing. You did pass away on a particular day. Are you hoping it was your birthday? <laughs> like, like a little bit, yeah. What was his name again? Bruce Ray, R-E-A, Taylor. Oh, R-E-A. Yeah, yeah. It's like hyphenated, Ray, Ray Taylor. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I typed in his name and all that came up was Corpse Commander. <laughs> August 19th. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So, that's probably why the game itself died because... Are you going to let me finish my he, game he or did. are you taking over? So, Corpse Commander, <laughs> The Road to Berlin is a micro... Um, no, you can go. <laughs> no, yeah, I guess you can do it. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so, Corpse Commander, Road to Berlin is a micro... <laughs> 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 no, it um it is micro. It uses one three hundred scale miniatures, um or f- or five wow. mil. You know we refer to things as twenty eight, thirty two, five mil scale. Sure. Um and where 10, 10 centimeters or approximately four inches equals one kilometer. So you can you imagine out, moving man. your troops in five parsecs, for instance. Most people move four inches, right? That's the equivalent of a kilometer in this game. So it is. Tiny. <laughs> it's fucking tiny. I can't even fathom what how do you even how do you even I like, don't know. print or make things at that scale? I don't know. Five mil? I don't even know. Can we can we get it? Maybe. 
I, I looked for it. And I can't find books. I found one website selling a secondhand book from first printed in 1986. It said okay. out of stock. So I guess they sold it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, probably. In 1988. <laughs> yeah. It, it, um, it breaks its turns up um, into actual time. So one, like your first turn, a daytime turn represents one hour of actual time and a nighttime turn re- represents two hours of actual time. So I kind of like the idea mm. after the, you know, let's say the 10th turn, it's now nighttime, you know? So like, um, yeah, wow. which is cool. Like I, I love the whole daytime, nighttime. I don't know how much it apply, uh, it affects the, the, the playability or the, or the actual gameplay, like night combat, but yeah. I, I love the idea of night combat, you know? Like I think that's really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. That is interesting. Yeah. So build I'm still What was that? Sorry. I'm still just I'm still just blown away by um the scale. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like five millimeter anyway, yeah. sorry. I keep going. <laughs> by the way, he died um on the third of March. Okay. Yeah. He's actually so little known about yeah. him. He died at forty years yeah. old. Anyway, yeah. sorry. <laughs> Carry right. on. It's your game. Hey man, it's your game. <laughs> I didn't bring it I up. I should have told you his name was R A Y Taylor, and then you would never would have found him. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. So R A Y. What are you saying? The, the game was built around uh, mechanized uh, infantry combat and and tanks, um, and um, it also featured um, like airplanes, artillery batteries, um, engineers, and logistics, which is really cool. Um, and it was aimed sort of at the the road to Berlin was the last two years of of World War Two. Um, yeah. Bruce also created rules for uh, what he called Corps Commander Operational Maneuver Group, which was sort of a a Cold War gone hot modern combat. When I say modern, I mean 1986 modern, you know. So, totally. so yeah, yeah. they just yep. still didn't like the Ruskies. Um, yep. <laughs> um, and that was, yep. that was to be played on like any sort of European front. Um, and that had game sure. sizes from like eight foot by six foot, massive, massive tables um wow. down to like a like a, a scenario of like a, a helicopter assaulting a a vital bridge or something which would be play on like a two by two you know like a, a small yeah, scale okay. um very cool so yeah how i'm just envisioning an eight foot by six foot you wouldn't be able to reach into the middle not well imagine two six ha- six by have- fours put together side by like yeah yeah that's that'll get you eight before eight by six that's, sorry that's like imagine you know imagine playing on a six by four and trying to reach over to your opponent's deployment yeah. and touch the edge of it. You could, that's the middle of a six. Well, by eight. you know what? You, you could do that, but this game, there wouldn't be terrain that's standing a foot high. You know, sure. the terrain's going to sure. be micro, if anything. So I feel like you probably may, you might be able to reach it easier. I don't know. We'll have to try You got to use one of those, uh, yeah, the sticks, sticks that they one use. Of the military yeah. commander. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> immersive yeah. yeah yeah so um again the similar question at the end or similar point at the end of the last game was what it died why it died or what it looks like today um and i'd say unfortunately yeah the game died because because bruce did um like yeah. who knows where he would have gone with it what he would have done with it had he have continued living um <laughs> um I imagine it's probably got a small you know, the coward. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's probably got a small niche, like you know, niche of players somewhere. Surely someone's playing this game, you know, like like one of yeah, Bruce's mates sure. or, or or the local club he used to play it or something like that. Like 
um, but just couldn't. Yeah. So all I could find was as half a dozen Wikipedia articles, um, a couple of websites selling the book, um, and that was about it. Like there was, there was just so little on this game, which is sort of what intrigued me, and also the scale. You know, like when I was looking at that, I'm like one three hundred. I'm just like, fuck, that is that's tiny, absolutely tiny. Yeah. You know? So yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's nutty. Yeah. He um he only lived for forty he years. He was a young boy. He was a young yeah. lad. Absolutely. His occupation. It's funny. All these all these games came out of the UK. Yeah. Which oh, is yeah. It's such an interesting thing for all the war games to, you know, all the historical war games to really come out of yeah. there. Yeah. That feels like a deep dive. Hell yeah! I want to know more about that. True. So, but. Yeah. That's um, that's awesome, man. What made you pick that game? Was it just the sheer scale? I think so. The yeah, fact, this the fact that it was but a murmur in the history. Pretty much just a, a blink on the old radar, you know. Um, mm. it makes you wonder how many games that are out there that have seen the same sort of thing. Like, it just they've just been a, a you know a quick flicker and then they'd burned out or or whatever. So yeah, yeah, and it's. I found a common theme among the games I was looking at were A, they all came out of the UK. That's where Wargaming was yep. born. And B, if that game had have been created now, it would have gone off oh, yeah. for so many of them. Yeah. And it was like all these games that sort of came out between 19, let's say 1960 and 1990 were just in the wrong era. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and maybe maybe it's the internet. You know, the accessibility of knowing these games exist, yeah. postage, international. You know, like any of these games would have had a scene today. Yeah. Oh yeah, and they would have been infinitely more successful. Absolutely. In fact, so many games that I saw failed, and I'm like, how? The game sounds awesome. Yeah. The theme, the unique mechanics. It just didn't have. And you're telling me you didn't have the exposure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, you only sold two thousand copies of such a historical game yeah. originally. Yeah. You know, it blows my mind. Yeah. So we're in a we're in a good era for wargaming. That's oh sure. yeah, we're lucky. We are very lucky. I actually I spoke to uh, Viv from Knights of Dice today. Um, there, as of this coming out, that he's finished up the twenty four hour Paytathon challenge. Um, yeah, and we were yep. talking about you know about our our his our sort of journey in wargaming and and we both mentioned the fact that we're so lucky nowadays to have the internet and being able to just look anything up whenever we need to learn something and like he mentioned when he started all he had was like white dwarf so all he knew all yeah. he le- could learn was from white dwarf and like maybe his mates or someone at the like the local hobby shop so yeah, yeah we are we're lucky he- even if it comes, even if you deleted the internet, you know, you'd still be able to go into a, a local store, yeah. like a local games workshop and, and buy your stuff and talk about talk about the stuff to the manager and get hooked up with the community. You know, it wasn't like that back mm. then. The communities weren't in every single town. No. And the stores weren't either. Yeah. So all these games, I saw them open the box and the very first thing on it was like how to order stuff from our company. Yeah. It was like fucking... Uh, ordering books from book week in man. primary school you like circle the stuff you wanted yeah yeah and you post and it then you back post with like back money in there yeah. or a check or something yeah yeah, yeah. fucking hell and then they'd send it to you yeah, yeah. And you'd be waiting for weeks and then it would show it's up like, and yeah they, they, yeah. they do a run with my 
no twenty dollars. It's like, no, nah, here yeah, it is. That's it. Here's what you ordered. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. And like, yeah, what if it, you you didn't? It was like Kickstarter. You didn't know if it was a reputable nah, company, you know, nah. unless your mate told you about it and he got his stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Well, that's that's crazy. Yeah, that's a uh, that's a bit of a dig through the archives from uh, what we were calling old school war games. Obviously, you know, a lot of people in the war yeah. gaming hobby are a lot older than these ones except for maybe hg wells little wars um if you're still into war gaming after and you were born before that congratulations <laughs> <laughs> well you've you've outlived uh you've outlived bruce Green. Green Taylor. Oh, <laughs> jesus <laughs> too soon <laughs> nah. Is it that? I don't know. 30, 30 fucking <laughs> years ago 25 okay. years ago <laughs> yeah 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 so that's crazy he'd only be like 65 yeah. then today <laughs> True. That's wild. True. Rest in peace, Bruce. Yeah. Well, old Sprucington. <laughs> thanks for listening, guys. Um, that was a bit of an interesting one for us. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully you enjoyed us opening this time capsule True. for you. Hopefully, you found a couple of nuggets of uh, interesting history. I know I did. I frothed yeah. it. Yeah. I frothed Hell it. Hell yeah. Listen, I'm so curious. I want to do this one again. We can't do it next week. No, we got we plans. plans. I would love to do a part two of this because there's so Hell many yeah. incredible we'll, games. We'll do it. I found. We'll do it sooner or later. We'll do it. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, like Shane said earlier, if you liked this, like it. You yeah. Know, try and find some way of telling us you liked it because otherwise we don't know. No. We'll just release stuff and hope someone hears it. And, and if you think your yeah. mates will like it too, like let them know. Um, that again, that helps us growing our our, our audience and our and our listener base. Um, helps us develop more and keep doing more cool shit yeah and jump in the discord because that's where that's you know they say disneyland is the happiest place on earth but that's, that's a, a lie it's a literal hell yeah, it, it, it's a cesspool <laughs> of everything that's wrong with the world exactly unlike our discord which is phenomenal yeah. so that's actually the happiest place on earth so jump in exactly there. <laughs> all right guys thanks for tuning in and thank you always to our most uh what would you call it we're humbled by our patrons. Oh, of course. And all the incredible stuff. Like, you guys support us. Every single one on this list supports us. They jump in the Discord. They're active there. They like our Facebook posts. They tell us that episode was shit. And we're like, I know, man. I know. Yeah. We're hobby homies. What can we <laughs> and do? And you know what, dude? I can actually say this because they would have seen Beers of Banter before this, but we had a one of our homies join us. We did. Yeah, that's it. We had Moose Moosington himself join us on our beers and banter. Does not go by the name Adam. Man. Don't call him Adam. Moose Moosington. Who's, yeah. who's I, Adam? I don't know why you're asking me, dude. I don't know who the fuck Adam is. Why'd you bring it up? <laughs> you, you brought, brought it up. up. <laughs> Anyways, our patrons, you're incredible. The many ways you support us financially is the way that allows us to do all this, especially this at-home yeah. stuff. But looking at the studio, I was reminiscing about what we, you know, being in church's site oh, office. Oh, man. With the with the, don't, the water falling don't, on our don't heads, break the immersion, dude. <laughs> sure, people sure. have got head so, cannon, all right, and we can't break that. <laughs> we've gone, we've gone from something that was not what it is now to what it yeah. is now, and that's because of our patrons. Yes. Massive, massive <laughs> so thank, thank you. you to our patrons. Um, we've got Burnsy, Whack, Final Dinosaur, Joey P, Lockie, MJ, Lethal, Adam, I mean Moose, and Penny. You son of a- we got Elko, Arkham, Dave, Churchy, Rad, Oliver, Hockos, 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 who, who I believe is 
well, a few nights ago, was sipping on a juicy Hopmosphere, mm-hmm. as per my recommendation. You're welcome, yep. Hawkers. We've got Agro and Gritty. Thank you all so much. You're incredible. We can't do this without you. We mean that from the bottom of our hearts. And we're out of here. All right. Hooray.